0: Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am here with Christopher and we are like, I feel like we need to be, um, what was the, um, the um, this is a wonderful start. Great. Remember, <laughs> micro Machines. Was that the guy on the commercial who yeah. talked really fast? Yeah. I, because of that. Because of that in the back. <laughs> we literally just finished eating, and the baby was totally quiet. And I was like, you want to try and record really quickly? The second I said it, he started stirring.
1: I believe that guy's name was Mashida.
0: Anyway. Um, I feel like we have to be, um, we won't, if we have to pause and come back later, we will come back later, but it is Saturday. How are you? Right. It actually oh, is Saturday as we record this, too. It actually is Saturday. And Typically, we don't record on a Saturday, but we um, are today.
1: We are. Uh, John Machida. John Machida. He was the Micro Machines guy.
0: Hasn't been off for a long time. There's probably a lot of people listening that are like, what the heck are you talking about? Anyway, if you haven't seen those commercials, he used to talk really, super, really fast. super, super fast. People think I talk fast, but like 10 times faster. Oh yeah, he was a fast yeah. talker. I didn't drop the ball on the giveaway today.
1: No, you have a giveaway. Someone is going to win GBX Protein today.
0: I've been getting so many questions because almost every day I post my protein shake. There are a few things that are sort of standard and predictable every single day right now, except lots of nursing, lots of diapers, and my protein shake. And inevitably because it looks good because it is good i mean you won this morning i I enjoy them um that's what we're gonna give away today it's plant-based it's super super clean it's good i have had a crap ton of just nasty protein shakes in my life this is not one of them it is creamy it is good and i feel like we're not gonna get very far in this episode
1: it's fine let's just we push forward
0: that's right so far, no screaming. This is what happens Somebody did message and say, folks. "Some you know how last week you were like, don't even, if yeah. you're going to complain about it. Somebody messaged and said, I loved it. It was so sweet. He's a little further away today, so maybe they can't yeah. hear him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyway, want to get to the questions? We'll announce the winner at the we end. We will
1: absolutely take your positive feedback. Keep your negative stuff to yourself.
0: All right. Go All for right. it.
1: Question number one. This is a short one.
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
1: No, it's not.
0: Then get to it,
1: kid. I've been following several PCOS accounts on social media, and I feel like for the very first time in my life, I'm learning things about my menstrual cycle and periods that I never knew. (laughs) (laughs) Periods and menstrual health is something that a lot of women with PCOS struggle with.
0: Pause. Do you know what PCOS is? I don't, and I don't (laughs) care because I'm a man. Polycystic ovarian syndrome, for any of those who are listening, keep on going.
1: I'm wondering if you have any struggles and how you have been supported your mental health. You read that really poorly. I'm I'm going to... I'm wondering if you've had any struggles and how you've supported your menstrual health. Also, I'd be curious to hear your opinion on why women aren't given this knowledge about their menstrual cycle, like how to track your cycle, how there are really only a couple fertile days each month. I'm o- I'm 30 years old and literally just learned a couple months ago that you can't get pregnant any day of the month. I swear, my quote-unquote health class in high school scared us with the whole "you can get pregnant
0: anytime" lie. Okay, there's so many different questions here, like so much. Right, let's let's talk, talk about periods. <laughs> let's break it down. I will talk about if I've had any menstrual struggles and that sort of thing, but in terms of like why are we not taught this stuff or feeling like your health class dropped the ball. I'm I'm going to maybe be a little contrarian here and say I don't think personally, unpopular opinion, I don't think it's our schools' job to teach us about menstrual cycles and that sort of thing like yes health class is great I wish it was better absolutely but you got to realize from my perspective as a school they have so much in so little time between you know the things that are that are required to move to the next grade level the math the reading the writing the all of this kind of stuff they they can't possibly be responsible for teaching us everything about our bodies and I believe we would all be more successful whether you're talking about your 14-year-old kid, your 10-year-old, or your 30-year-old self, or your 50-year-old self, learn about your own body. If we just release the expectation that somebody else should have or somebody else will teach us, I think that'll be very, very helpful. We have a responsibility to understand our own bodies. And as parents, we have a responsibility to teach our kids about their bodies. So that's that side of things. And I also don't think that health classes are trying to scare people with the whole, you can get pregnant at any time, because the fact is understanding when your fertile days are is tough for even somebody trying to get pregnant. So if we're talking about a high schooler who's not totally in tune with their body, they kind of can, right? Because they're not going to be doing all of the crazy things that women who are trying to conceive do to know exactly when they're (laughs) fertile. So I think that it's Probably a much better message right. because it is not far from the truth that, it, you know, for some woman's cycle, you might be fertile on day eight, whereas for somebody else it's day 14 and for somebody else it's day 24 and for somebody else their cycle's different every single month. So I don't think it's wrong to have that message that like, hey, you could. So you better be careful, which
1: is why you can't really teach it that in depth in school. Cause yeah, it, because
0: children are all different. Like cows, a cow is a cow. Is a cow is <laughs> not the right way to go. Ask your well, doctor. No, I mean, there are ways to pay attention to your body and to know what's going on, but that is so nuanced and it is so far beyond what even a health class can take on in terms of detail. But talk going to back your to your doctor, to PCO, not even that. Don't talk to your doctor, do your research, like educate yourself. Um, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is something that I uh, was diagnosed with when I was about 16 years old, and I was told that I would struggle with it for my whole life. That was untrue. I no longer have PCOS, and I believe that the time in my life where I really, really focused on estrogen detox and weight loss and removing toxins and all of those things made a huge difference in my hormonal health, working on my microbiome. So um, I did have irregular cycles for a very long time. I had an absence of cycles for a long time. I was put on birth control very young because of my PCOS, and I had very painful periods. I don't any longer. I can't even tell you the last time I took anything for pain with a cycle because just the steps that I took to improve my health really made a difference in um, those kinds of issues. So that's that, and that's a little goat in the background. Yeah, a little cooing goat. People can't. Here, it's actually not the goat for those of you who are very literal. It is the baby. We're going to keep on keeping on. Let's see if we can get in a couple more before he wakes up. If
1: there is one piece of advice you would give your 20-something-year-old self, what would that be? I should have thought about this one. You should have. You, I mean, you sent these to me.
0: I know. I collect them, and then I think I thought, like, I'm going to think about this, and I didn't. Um, Off the top of my head... I would say that the whole notion of fear of missing out, like I don't want to miss out when everybody's having dessert and I don't want to miss out when everybody goes out for Chinese food or whatever, that had me missing out on something so much more. Um, That is one thing I would say. The other thing I would say is... Put a higher value, this is something I'm still learning now and working on now, put a higher value on having fun and enjoying your time instead of hiding and being insecure and all of that because it goes by so, so, so fast. Make that a priority. Make that a greater priority than anything else. Right, Because I think that so many other issues, whether it's debt or it's um, excuses in terms of starting a business or it's overeating, so many of those things stem from the fact that we're not really happy with our lives and we're looking for something to fill a void. So if I would tell myself then to really put a lot more effort into happiness and experiences and relationships and connections and not just romantic relationships, but friendships and um social circles and things that i enjoy and things that light me up and i i totally that would be that would be the big thing nice yeah more than the missing out thing that would be the big thing nice very nice i do i get to answer or no please okay um
1: being more handy handy skills I think learning the more handy skills you can learn the better you'll be in life. Do you think you would have taken that advice at 20? Um I mean I I I'm a pretty handy person. I was doing construction stuff anyway, but there's more. I I didn't I don't know in depth about mechanical. No. You know, I'm not an electrician. I you know, I'm not a a plumber.
0: But when you were in 20, you were in the military.
1: I was, but that doesn't matter. I mean, 20 tw- in my 20s. I mean, yeah.
0: You, know, you wish you well, would have done more of that yeah, instead well, of going and getting like a silly job. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, trades and whatnot can help you in every aspect of your life, like renovation. Oh,
0: we could have saved so much money. Shoot
1: me. Today's episode brought to you by Chateauneuf de Pop Wine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's see if we can get in another one before
1: because he's like. He's fine. He's stretching. He's stretching. Good morning. Where would I send a question for one of your Q&A's with Chris? Found it. (laughs) Way to go. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I want to know how to get out of debt when your spouse isn't on board with the plan. I went through the Dave Ramsey program by myself. He wouldn't go. And I'm all for putting our extra money to the debt. He isn't. I remember hearing you say once that Chris wasn't on board (laughs) in the beginning. (laughs) What? On board in the beginning. Previous how, marriage. How did that change? Oh. <laughs> That's she doesn't realize. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How did that change? Thanks, and I'm sorry if this is the wrong place. Have a great day with Roman. Well, it wasn't the wrong place. Chris
0: wasn't not on board. <laughs> Chris yeah. wasn't the husband. That at was the time. a different husband. <laughs> That's right. jeez, it was husband one um, and I don't mean that in any sort of derogatory way. My, no, my ex is a good guy, always has been, always will be. Um, it just meant first husband. And we look alike. Uh, <laughs> you don't look alike. It was so funny. Oh Very my God. recently, I don't know how it came. I think a memory popped up on my phone yeah. that was me and my my last husband, and I. Not I, the you next never, one, folks. The, the last one. I don't think you had ever seen him before. <laughs> no. So I said, do you want to see a picture sure. of my former husband? And he was like, sure. And <laughs> I turned my phone to Chris. It's <laughs> just so him the picture. And he goes, wow, you have a type. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's uncanny, folks. <laughs> no, it's not. Canny. Dark hair, beard. Um,
0: uncanny. What do I have? Dark hair and a beard. Anyway. Um, Okay, so for clarity, that, that husband that I got out of debt with was my first husband, and he was not on board. So, I mean, really, I said, we're doing this tough nuts, and we had a lot of fights about it. His thought was, I work really hard. I work hard to earn the money I have. I want to be able to spend it however I want. My thought was, I know better than you. We're going to have you spend it the way I say you spend it, and I won. But in shocking, I mean, the nuance there was there were certain things that he didn't want to give up, and we worked with that. Right? If I had been on my own, I would have had a much more aggressive approach. We did sort of dial back my intensity for his comfortability, but in hindsight, he was like totally thrilled that we did it. And I and I really believe that if he and I had a conversation right now, he would agree, like. It really made a difference in what he's been able to do with his life. And the same thing is true for me. So what what I would say is, number one, It's okay if he's not on board. You can do it with your spending, right? So you can dial back your own target purchases. You can, you know, make adjustments. You can call and adjust your cell phone plan or whatever else. You can uh, be more strategic in grocery spending and utilizing what you have and not throwing so much away. So even if you have like a, he's awake now. He's alright. Even if even if you have. gold standard of I wish we could do this and this and this and get rid of this and get rid of this but he's not on board look at what you can do even with him being not on board even with just the stuff that you control start there and then once you've done that for a little while because there's no point in waiting until you come to a consensus start with what you can then say hey here are all the options. Are there any of these that you're comfortable with? right? So maybe you're thinking, I want to sell the house and get a place where we can spend less money. I want to downsize. I want to sell our cars, buy beaters. I want to get rid of our cable, blah, 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 blah. And he says no to all of them. Present the options and say, is there any one of these that you would be comfortable starting with? So know that you can always start with just what you control. And then go to him and say, of all of these options, is there one that you'd be willing to start with? Even if he doesn't want to get rid of cable, maybe he gets willing to get rid of the premium channels. So that is a big part of it. And then lastly, I would say really communicating why this matters. I failed to do that, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. I failed to do that in my first relationship. I was just like, I, wanted to get out, I want to get out of debt. This is stupid. We get paid every Friday, and the money's already spoken for. And what I should have said is, I want to create something special for us so that we can do X, Y, and Z, so that we can travel more to see our families, so that we can help our families more, so that we can have more options and do this and that, so that when we get paid every Friday, the money just doesn't go right back out the door. That's what I should have said, and I didn't, and I should have worked with him more on what are you comfortable with, but at the end of the day, even if he never gets on board, you can still do it. Okay, we took a little intermission. A little bit. Baby, stop crying. Yeah, So we, um, we, we took a, what, day-long intermission? Day I mean, and a half? We had
1: to finish that bottle of wine.
0: <laughs> I know. We did not. Do before the hate mail comes.
1: Uh, what? Who gets mad about that?
0: Uh, okay, so we have another question. We do.
1: Hi, I'm considering signing up for your 12 Weeks of Transformation program. How can I get over the doubts that I could actually change decades-old habits of turning to food to escape whatever feeling presents itself? I'm 69 years old and have been an emotional eater and compulsive dieter since I was about 12. It has now become a matter of my physical health. Thanks. I am enjoying Chasing Cupcakes and your podcast. I feel like you get me.
0: First of all, can I just give like major kudos, 69 years old and like trying to make <laughs> nice. some changes? like That's amazing. Yeah. I, I think it's so cool because... I've met people in their 40s that say, this is my last-ditch effort. Like, you know, this is the last time I'm trying. I'm stuck
1: in my ways. Yeah,
0: and I think – I've met, frankly, I've met people who are in their 20s and feeling like, well, this has been a struggle for the last 10 years, so what's the point? And, and I just – I love that. I, I think about yeah. the people – we've all heard the story of how um, it was the KFC founder that didn't start until he was in his 70s or whatever, but I recently saw another post that gave a whole list of other people who – started some big life-changing thing in their 60s in their 70s in their 80s and so there's no such thing as too old for it like there's really truly no such thing I one of my favorite parts of CrossFit is can you take Rumi's bone away from him because it's gonna get really annoying um (laughs) sorry if it's not the baby it's the dog um But uh, one of my favorite parts of CrossFit is seeing the posts about people who have started CrossFit in their 80s and their 90s. Like, it's amazing, right? Because so many times you think of CrossFit and you're like uh, a 20-something super fit person doing box jumps. But it's just as much an 80-year-old stepping up onto a a small step or, you know, taking a five-pound dumbbell and putting it overhead. So anyway, I digress. Um, how can I get over doubts that I could actually change decades-old habits? I don't think you need to get over the doubt to start. In fact, if you wait to get over the doubt to start, you're probably never going to start. When I think about any, any accomplishment that I've had in my life, it always began with doubt. I had tremendous doubt when I left my job to start a business. I had tremendous doubt when I took a new approach to losing weight. I had tremendous doubt when I said, I want to get out of debt. I, I had doubt when, when we started talking about starting a family, right? Before, before yeah. we conceived Dagny, like, is this the right time? Should we do this now? Should we not? There was a ton of doubt. So many people are waiting on the sidelines because they feel doubt. And they think that that doubt needs to clear up before they go. Maybe I should start a business, but I don't know. I doubt that I can do it. And they look and they seek and they spend all their time trying to clear up that doubt. How can I be more certain? You don't need to be more certain. And I talked about this uh, on a social media post recently where I said, I don't need to be convinced that something is going to work. I need to be compelled enough to give it a shot, right? And there was a different... um, Different comment about the twelve weeks to transformation that came in that I think I was talking about in that twelve weeks. Somebody was basically saying like, "Hey, I'm thinking about the twelve weeks, but I'm I'm on the fence. Can you convince me?" And I said, "No, I can't. Well, I mean, I probably could, but I won't because I don't want you to be convinced. I want you to be compelled." When I was thinking about joining a mastermind and making this huge, scary financial investment in my business. I wasn't convinced it was going to be valuable. I wasn't convinced I was going to get something out of it. I was compelled enough to take the chance. You don't need to get over your doubts that you could actually change. You need to commit to a process, a different way of going about things, a a step in the direction of a behavior that is different, and over time, your confidence will grow. But anybody who is on the sidelines of any desire or goal or opportunity... And you're standing on the sidelines because you still doubt that it's going to work or you doubt that you are going to work. Do it anyway. Do not wait to resolve your doubt to take action because for the rest of your life, anything worth doing, you're going to feel in doubt about. Yeah. Yeah. Level up. Is that a song? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. It's not a bad song. I think I did a level up reel on the Changemakers Journal that I loved. You might have was a good song for that it's a a great song for that now my mind is blanking though speaking of mind blanking i posted this morning i posted this morning on social media that chris is upstairs with the baby and i was like can you just hold him for a few minutes i'm gonna make some coffee and I go downstairs, we have one of those, like, is it an espresso machine? Is that what we have? I mean, it's, it's, it's a fancy, pants, it's a coffee fancy maker. pants coffee maker. And so, like, that I hit the grind she just makes regular coffee in. It's kind of funny. I hit, the, <laughs> I hit the grind button, and then I walked away to put something in the dishwasher, and I walked back over to the coffee maker, and there's just a big pile of ground coffee on the bottom of the thing because I didn't put the thing that catches the grounds to, like, make the coffee. Right. Below you, left, it.
1: you left it in the actual dispenser. Yeah, I literally, I walked in the over, and I was dispenser. like.
0: Well, damn. <laughs> <So now laughs> I've never done that all. before, but that's, that's just fatigue. Okay, continue before where, the baby starts crying. Where
1: did you gain your knowledge? You have words of wisdom, and I would love to know how they came about.
0: Do you think I have words of wisdom?
1: Sometimes, absolutely.
0: Chris believes that I'm occasionally funny.
1: That's got nothing to do with wisdom. I think you're a very intelligent person, and you've got no. I know. I've got, just got these strengths in knowledge in areas that I am absolutely clueless in.
0: Yeah, you asked me the other day. I'm going off on a tangent because my coffee hasn't kicked in yet. You asked me the other day, because um, I know it annoys you when I'm uh, verbose. <laughs> yeah, can we get can we get to the end here? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually just had that conversation, didn't we?
1: Soups, uh, soups, and, soups, and nuts. I I what and I was potatoes. Say. We were talking about something the other day. Mom brain. Oh, you said, what
0: is something you could talk about for 30 30 minutes minutes." without
1: preparation? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was like, well, this and this. I was literally like, well, hormones, mindset, perspective, overcoming obstacles, limiting beliefs, excuses, blah, blah, blah. You were like movie trivia. (laughs) Sports, (laughs) politics, Nothing really
1: that is worthwhile it was to really anybody else.
0: It was very funny. Although I walked into the kitchen the other day, and I didn't say anything, but I was literally like mind blown by it. I walked into the kitchen and you're leaned over the counter watching a video on math. So and I was literally like, never in a hundred million years would you walk in. You might hear me listening to a podcast on investing or something like that. But like you were literally I, I was I paused for a second. Because I thought I heard something about, like, integers and number, Like, it was just odd. And do you remember what it was?
1: Yeah. It was, um, uh, it was a video on how to estimate anything. And it was uh, Fermi's uh, estimation.
0: Anyway, bit, I was literally uh, like... Theorem. Never, ever, ever would you catch me watching a video on math. Anyway, how did I gain my knowledge? <sighs> a lot of mistakes. Seriously, I... I don't want to say, like, I've had a hard life or a bad life. I've been really, really fortunate in a lot of ways, right? And I, I have written about this on social media as well. I, you know, was born to parents that wanted me. And I had the opportunity of education. And And my my parents took interest in well, My mom took interest in my life. Mm. And um, so I feel very fortunate. At the same time, my struggles started very, very early. My struggles with food and acceptance and insecurity, they started very, very, very early and they lasted for a darn long time. Not only not only the metabolism and food stuff and self-worth and insecurity and feeling like I didn't measure up and all of that, which I've written about extensively in Chasing Cupcakes, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, check that out, but... Uh, but also just like loss in our family, right? I mean, yeah. most of you know, my, my dad died in a car accident, my stepdad when I was a senior in college, and we just have a lot of loss in our family. And so I would say that paying attention to hardship has been a big part of my learning. I think that it could either have just wrecked me and made me feel like a victim. But I got very curious. What is hard? Why is it hard? What can I do about it? What's not working? I ask myself a lot of questions. I I think that is the biggest thing, you know, to keep this answer kind of shorter than longer. (laughs) The other thing is um, reading. I, I read a lot. I've always been a big reader. And I like to learn from other people. I pay a lot of attention to what other people say. And I look at trends and patterns. And who seems happy who seems unhappy who is accomplishing things in life who is not what are those common factors so asking questions paying attention paying attention to my hardships and other people's and then lastly i would say i really i really like to read yeah. but it's the tough stuff that gives you the lessons so
1: input all, from all areas
0: if it's not the baby it's the dog the dog is like I literally he trying is, to lick my face right he now he
1: is here being Very a little needy. needy yeah all right i think but we that's have one okay. more We have one more. How many calories can be consumed in the morning and still be considered in a fasted state? I've heard everything from zero, where even an artificial sweetener will break your fast, all the way up to under 100 calories. I've heard that MCT oil and collagen powder and black coffee is still fasting, since it feeds your brain and not producing insulin. What are your insights on all of this? These
0: questions kind of make me... uh, What's the right word? Cringe. No, No, it's not even that because they're great questions and there's so much misinformation about this and it can be very, very frustrating if somebody wants to fast and one person says, you know, all you can have is water and another person says like, no, 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 you're totally fine to have a stick of butter. That's still fasting. Hot chocolate. (laughs) Don't (laughs) even go there. So what I want to distinguish between is the effects of fasting and fasting itself, all right? And you have to know, why are you fasting? Are you fasting to be like a purist and you really, truly, truly want to give your body no fuel? Or are you fasting for the effects of fasting? One of the principal effects of fasting is that when we are not uh, triggering an insulin response, we are facilitating things like fat loss. And there are other things, but but fat loss is a, is a big one of them than when we're talking about fasting. So there are things that you can eat that do not impact insulin. Like you're not going to see a blood sugar response. Generally, what people are talking about there is when you put like MCT oil or butter in your coffee, your blood sugar is not going to go up. You're not going to see, for most people, you're not going to see that insulin response. And so people will say, so you're still fasting. It comes down to, are we talking about what is actually fasting and what still gives you the benefits of fasting? And then we have to know what benefits of fasting are you going after, right? Are you going for the cellular benefits of caloric restriction Or are you going for the fat loss benefits of not having an insulin response at that time? I think we can agree. The the, the challenge that I have when people say, without distinguishing, um, when people say like, oh, well, you can have bulletproof coffee and you're still fasting, without distinguishing between fasting and the effect of fasting, the benefits of fasting, they're saying like, you can have butter and oil, and still be fasting. So what they're saying is because it doesn't produce an insulin response, you're still going to get the effect of fasting. But if we break that down, okay, so where's the line? If butter doesn't uh, uh, create a response in insulin, are you saying that you could have a stick of butter every hour on the hour and you're still fasting? Because I think we would all agree, no, of course not. That is why they're talking about the effect of fasting. If we go to the purest view, what is fasting? It is not consuming calories, right? You are are restricting calories. So whether it's a tablespoon of butter or it's a tablespoon of MCT oil or it's a Twinkie, when you introduce calories, you are not in a fasted state. But that doesn't mean that you're not still going to get the effects of fasting based on what you ate. So you can still get the effects of fasting when we're talking about the effects of reducing the insulin response. With something like a, a high fat anything. Now, not, I guess I shouldn't say a high fat anything because certain things like dairy can be insulinogenic. It can produce an insulin response. It's not a big one. So I wouldn't say like heavy cream is the same thing as MCT oil. It's not. For most people, you're probably gonna get a slightly higher insulin response from heavy cream than you are from MCT oil. But let's not get lost in the weeds of like, wait, I thought you're still fasting if you have butter in your black coffee. Don't confuse true fasting, black and white, abstinence from calories, and the effects of fasting. Know what you're going for. Like, are you going, again, for the autophagy, cell health benefits, or are you going for the fat loss benefits? You can still get many effects of fasting with modified fasts, whether that is a fat fast, whether that is intermittent fasting, whether that is bulletproof coffee. That's where the sort of gray area comes in. And I wish people would distinguish more effectively between a true black and white fast this is what it means to fast and these are things you can do and still get the effects of fasting. I don't think anybody listening to this show needs to get lost in, like, the nuance of it. They just need to know what benefits they're after and what's going to get them those benefits. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Well, we have a winner. We do have a winner. What are they winning today? Because we took a day and a half They are winning protein. Oh, that's right. GBX protein. Yes. I'm really glad you mentioned that because we haven't made our shake today. We're recording this at 8 in the morning. We've not made our shake today.
1: But, you know, before we go into the winner, I think we want to mention one more thing. Yeah. We are one week away. From the first annual Dagny Foundation 5K.
0: Yeah, and if you're new to the show, um, you probably have heard us say that we uh, had our first daughter in 2020 in March, and she died very unexpectedly, and we decided to... Start a foundation in her name, the Dagny Foundation, to support other families who are navigating infant crisis and infant loss. And we wanted to do our first event in 2020, but with the pandemic, that just wasn't an option for us. And so, we are doing a 5K walk/run. Look, it doesn't matter if you've never done a 5K, don't want to do a 5K. You can still participate, and you can bike a 5K, if you or you can rollerblade it,
1: or heelys, or
0: or you can just give us money. To go to the foundation. To the foundation. You're not giving us money. (laughs) Yeah, no, right. Fair point, fair point. Um, And you can participate here locally with us, or you can participate Virtually, virtually. virtually. We have people all over the world who are going to be either walking or jogging or biking or rollerblading a 5k or sitting on their couch and just supporting they will be traversing
1: 5k one way or another whether it's in in their their mind mind or (laughs) Uh, or actually doing it wherever they are
0: all you got to do is go to the dagny foundation d-a-g-n-y the dagnyfoundation.org you can register there when you register we will send you a dagny foundation t-shirt it'll Mm -hmm. be for the first inaugural 5k um i want you to get your registration in now so you get your t-shirt on time we are going to be doing hashtag matching so when you register you'll find out what the hashtag is for the event primal potential is donating i think a dollar for every time yeah. the hashtag is used on that day which is really cool um but yeah you can participate from anywhere whether you're here locally on cape cod in Massachusetts. With us, June 12th is the day of the event, but you can also participate anywhere. Maybe you get a friend locally with you to, to go for a walk with you yeah. or to go for a hike or to go for a bike ride or to sit and imagine 5K in your mind. I mean, in case you guys don't know, if you're not actually with us, you don't have to do the whole 5K. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk for just a second about what we're doing with the Dagny Foundation and kind of how it came about. So just to give some context, um, the very day that Dagny died – we just both felt very compelled to help other families who are going through this because as we were leaving the hospital the day she died, it was just such a confusing and isolating experience. And we felt very grateful that we had people in our lives to to help us navigate certain things, for example, you know, your child dies. What do you do now? Who do you call? What do you do? Like, how do you coordinate different things? We had no idea how to do that. And we were very fortunate that my mom has experience in those things. She's worked, um, well, she works in the church. And so she had a lot of a lot of ways to help us navigate that. But it was very daunting and isolating at a time where it's the last thing in the world you want to deal with. Right. Even Even, like, the night before she died. We had to we, find a hotel. We where had to find to, had to something to say, yeah. Yeah, and we were feeling very... In my mind, I was sure at that time that she was going to pull through. Right. And I was thinking, okay, we'll get an apartment in Boston, so we'll be close to the hospital, and I'll work from the apartment in Boston. And I remember thinking that I was so grateful that we had the means to do something like that. And I remember wondering... What do, like what do people do that, that don't, don't? Have, right because yeah. we you know we had to eat the hospital food, which is expensive. We were in Boston and we had to find a hotel and which we had is expensive yeah, like and what if you didn't have the money to just put up a put right. up a couple hundred bucks or a few hundred bucks for a hotel and we didn't want anybody who's in a time of crisis with their child, which is so sensitive and so just Hard beyond measure. There's enough
1: things going on for them at that point that the small. The last thing they should have
0: to worry about is, like, can I afford to to find a place to sleep tonight? Or can I pay the parking or, or, you know, eat a meal? If if this
1: is an extended stay, are we going to be able to pay for this and our mortgage? Yeah, and I was thinking, like.
0: what are these hospital bills going to be like? Right. You know, she had open heart surgery. She's on ECMO. How long are we going to be here? All of those things are going through my mind. And, and we're fortunate enough to be able to to have health insurance and be able to pay our bills and all of those kinds of things. So we just felt initially compelled to help families who are navigating situations of infant crisis and infant loss. The Dagny Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, so all of your donations are tax deductible. We have a board that is required uh, in the United States, that is required in order to be a nonprofit organization. We we have a board. We have all sorts of uh, annual paperwork that has to be submitted to make sure. What you want? I say think something? it's
1: important to mention that it's an unpaid board.
0: Yes, nobody on our board is paid. Nobody in the company is paid.
1: Nobody We're sorry, get, in the organization is paid.
0: Right, they're not compensated in any in way. Any way shape, we want to make sure that the money that we take in is going to support families. And we've gotten a couple questions about like how how are you supporting families and. In the first year, a lot of it is making connections because, like, we could say, oh, we want to have a nonprofit, but nobody knows that we exist right now. So right. we have to spend a lot of time making connections so that people know that we are available to meet needs. And it was really easy for us to make those initial connections, like, with Boston Children's because that's where Dagny uh, was treated and that's where Dagny died. And we have great relationships with the providers and the social workers there. Um But... We want to provide financial assistance, and we are providing financial assistance to families who are navigating either infant crisis or infant loss. And sometimes that will be funeral expenses. Sometimes that will be medical bill expenses. Sometimes it'll be a hotel. Sometimes it'll be dinners. Exactly.
1: We want to take at least one thing off of their plate while they're focusing on their child.
0: Right, or navigating the loss of their child. And so we ask these families what would be helpful? And we do verify their situation to make sure that, you know, they are in a, in a, in a place of crisis. Um, and we take steps to make sure that we are verifying the truthfulness of their situation, but we ask them what would be helpful. Do you need help with your mortgage this month? Because you haven't been able to work. Do you need help with some medical bills? And so we're, we're just getting started with the Dagny foundation. And that's why this first annual event is so important to us. Um, but we would just love, love your support, and we'd love to send you a Dagny Foundation T-shirt. I think these ones are going to be extra special because they're the first ones. They
1: are. Um, and I, I believe you mentioned
0: people that are actually here for it. There's a swag bag. There is a swag bag at the end of the race if you're physically here um, on Cape Cod. But go to thedagnyfoundation.org. You can register. I want you to register ASAP so that you get your T-shirt before the event. And uh, we just really love and appreciate your support.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a winner.
0: We have a winner. Yeah. The GBX protein. And then we can make our own shakes.
1: Winner (laughs) is at Sarah J. Lancaster. Congratulations at Sarah J. Lancaster. You won GBX protein.
0: All you got to do is email Christopher at primalpotential.com within 60 days of this episode. Say that you were the winner of GBX for episode 886. Let us know if you want vanilla or chocolate because we have both. Yeah.
1: I I can go either way with that.
0: Yeah. I like the chocolate. That's my preference. Well, you
1: shouldn't tell people that because they're going to want chocolate now, and you're going to be one less I chocolate. I like vanilla. Vanilla is my vanilla favorite. Vanilla is her favorite. <laughs> vanilla is amazing. <laughs> uh,
0: but email Christopher at Primal Potential. Include your, fa- your flavor preference, vanilla. and Or chocolate. Uh, <laughs> vanilla. And <laughs> your mailing address, and we will get that out to you. You can enter to win one of three ways. You can leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon, or you can post on Facebook or Instagram. Just make sure to tag me with an episode of this podcast that you're listening to or loving. And um, we're going to tend to the babe and and make our own shakes this morning.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. Everybody have an amazing day. day.
0: We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.
1: Sick of being upsold
0: at gyms?